Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining the Surge Leadership Podcast with Joel Stockstill. My name is Chad Lang, and at the Surge Leadership Podcast, we are going to dive deep into the personal, practical, and spiritual leadership that will strengthen you to your core. And it will also help you learn effective ways to serve spiritually, develop others, build a thriving spirit-filled church, and become the leader that God has designed you to become. And guys, today is no different. We're actually going to be uh, going over a call that we had a few weeks back with some lead pastors um, Pastor Stovall Weems from Celebration Church. It's an incredible multi-site church, growing leaps and bounds over the years. But Pastor Stovall Weems, uh, man, had an encounter with the Lord a few years back, and he is sharing that encounter in this podcast. And so join Pastor Joel and I as we dive right into this call with Pastor Stovall. Uh, I tell you, I'm more in love with him today than I've ever been. I'm more in awe of the sacrifice he paid on the cross than I've ever been. My heart is filled with the Holy Spirit more than it's ever been. And I just, I believe today, no matter what kind of situation you're in right now, the stresses, the worries, the anxieties that may have kind of accumulated in this season of being at home and not having meetings and all that, I just pray that the clouds would begin to break over your life and that the Son, Jesus, would begin to break over your life and that something new and fresh would be birthed in your life. And uh, that, that's one of the reasons I had it on my heart to invite uh, Pastor Stovall to be with us on this call. He is a man of God. Uh, he's anointed. He's a Cajun. He's from Baton Rouge, so he's extra anointed. I, I tend to favor the Baton Rougeans, and uh, he is one of them. I used to... Uh, here Stovall preach in school chapels and we always loved it because he had a vein in his forehead that would stick out when the anointing would come and then when he would really get anointed his neck would start bulging and, we, and, and we'd feel the anointing but we loved seeing those veins pop out because we knew that was when the anointing came so when we got older we all thought we got to get veins coming out of our neck for to be anointed but uh just a little bit of context. Uh, so I've been knowing Stovall for a long, long time, 30 years. And uh, it's a real honor to have him here today with us. And so I don't, I don't want to take a lot of time because I really want to hear from him today. So I'm going to kick us off by, by asking uh, him a few questions. Before we do that, let me say that if you have questions throughout this time, please put them in the chat. Uh, Chad Lang is here with me. He works with me. He's going to be monitoring that one. question and answer. He is going to be, uh, he's going to be the one curating the questions and throwing them out for Pastor Stovall. So if you get a good question, put it in the chat and uh, Chad will pitch that out. Yeah, and make sure before we really get rolling that you're muted. Each of you are muted. Uh, we want to make sure there's no audio interference so we can hear what the Lord is saying as he speaks to us through this anointed vessel. Uh, let, let's start with a word of prayer real quick. Father, we just thank you for this time. I thank you for this being a time of encouragement. I thank you that the hope of the master is here. I thank you that the anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon Stovall in a tangible and a real way. Let apostolic, prophetic, 
unction be upon him to speak into our very hearts, to lift us up and to release us into a new place in you, a new place of hunger, a new place of desire, a new place of revelation. And Lord, I just thank you that everything that's done here today is to glorify you. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Stovall, let me just pitch this ball to you. I, I got one question and then I'm going to just let you kind of go from it here uh, when we're talking about encountering the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, let's see. I want to get this right. Let me get where I'm supposed to be. About, I guess, two years ago, you, you'll know the, the exact dates, you had an encounter with Jesus, and it, it radically changed your life. Talk to us a little bit about that, and then maybe transition into how has that shaped your ministry? What does your time with the Lord look like each day that's different now than before? Just how did that, that singular event impact your life because I think we all desire that and we want to be inspired to that but something happened to you that was life-changing and altering and we're all hungry to just get more of that just talk to us about that yes yeah it's some um, <clears throat> you know uh, it was it was Good Friday which was also Passover um, about two years ago in 2018 and um you know that that year, like like you guys, we uh, we always start out the year with prayer and fasting, and uh, but but that year, as we got into our fast, the Lord began to just speak to me. I guess I guess uh, so, sometimes it's hard for me to uh, talk about, but I'll, I'll get there. Yeah, um, take your time. He, he began to, to speak to me in a way that I would say is more uh, apprehending me, like it was, it was serious. Mm. And uh, what he was, he was saying is like, you really need to follow me closely. Like, it was almost like a warning, mm. like you really need to follow me closely. And, uh, and basically what I sensed in my spirit was that he was going to start leading me in ways where I was going to have to trust him more. And uh, to kind of make a long story short, leading up to um, that Good Friday, which once again on that year, uh, it was also Passover, and that's really significant in, in the encounter. I, uh, I call it what, what it was, was it was a series of, of, of deaths to self-preservation. Wow. And uh, what I mean by that is, you know, we all, we're all doing what we know to do. You know, we're all, we're all um, trying to please God and we're, we're building churches and, and, and things like that. And uh, he began to lead me in ways that were contradictory to how I would lead the church. Mm -hmm. um, you know, asking me to uh, do things in services or, uh, that, that were contrary, I guess you could say, to kind of the, the church growth uh, yeah. model yeah. Uh, that I was in. And, and at the time, by the way, our church was doing better than it had ever uh, been doing. I mean, we were growing and, and things were just really, really great. 
So and, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't like you started a new strategy because things were going bad. Right. I would say it was the exact opposite. It was, it was the exact, <laughs> yeah, just like God, you know, things are finally going. Yeah. So, so um, just things were really going good, but he kept, he, he kept leading me in these things. I, I call it a death to self-preservation. Mm. And some of those things were really, uh, they were really eye-opening to me. Um, and so I, I won't get into those things, but it was things where I saw that I had, I thought I was doing a good job yeah. leading the church, but then I, the Lord would show me things where it was kind of like I was seeing what was under the hood. It was, can I was. You, can you give us just one example? Yeah. Just, yeah. Just one, one practical example to help us get our mind around it. Yeah. So I remember it was, it was one service and we were jammed packed you know they're they're you know 2500 or 3000 people uh just in that that one service and um it was at the the end of the service and the lord said uh i want you to someone is is thinking about suicide i want you to call them down front and when they come down front i'm going to heal them wow and so you know like a lot of those other things, my mind instantly begins to argue with that. You know, yeah. this is not the right environment for that. This yeah. is, um, you know, how, how can I do it less uh, direct? Mm. You know, th this person could be with their family, what it's a wife and her husband's embarrassed. You know, you, you start trying to, to oh, that's not God. You know, you, you go through all those things. Yeah. And, and the Lord would not let me go. And I can remember it wow. wasn't this time, but it was a, another similar situation. And I was arguing with the Lord again. Uh, and I was, I, my thought was, this is not the right environment for that. And I remember the Lord, uh, he spoke to me really lovingly, but real clear. And he said, uh, whose environment is this? And when he said that, it was like the fear of God hit me. And I realized, wow. you know, maybe all these Maybe there's like, am I, have I stepped into a place? If, am I doing things that I'm not authorized to do? You know, you're, it, it was that kind of wrestling and it was very sobering. And so on the suicide situation, you know, so I knew I had to do it. And so, you know, I, I just said, look, I know this could, you know, be really embarrassing, but I'm just obeying the Lord. And, you know, he, he showed me that, you know, someone's in here and they're, you're really, you know, you're having suicidal thoughts, you're contemplating suicide. And the Lord says, if you come down here, that he's going to, he's going to heal you. You know, he really wants to love you and set you free. So I said that you guys can all relate to this. I said that, I mean, dead, dead quiet. Yeah. No one's moving. Yeah. No, it, it, you know, so I, of course I'm sitting there probably thinking what we would all think, man, God, I've embarrassed you. I've embarrassed me. You know, you're saying, I knew I shouldn't have done this. I get, you know, you're going through all those things and I'm just about to, you know, give it one of those pastor excuses. Maybe it's for someone online or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, and all of a sudden at the very top, of our arena, the very top, and right in front of me, this 
this one girl gets up and she's bawling and she starts walking down the 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 upper deck uh, stairs she starts walking down and when she hits the floor it was like there was maybe a couple of hundred people that got up goodness man i just felt a wave of the anointing i don't and know if i feel that on the call man i just something just hit me yeah Woo. Yeah, I feel the I feel the Holy Spirit, I, and and so I was like, and so it's it's like a couple of hundred people, and I'm looking at the altar, and what's going on is just because they brought it in the light, and they're hugging one another. You know, it's like it's like the body healing itself. But I'm I'm seeing people down there like they've been in my church for ten years, and mm. I'm seeing people that like. I've known them for so long and I thought they were doing great. And I, I remember as I'm looking at that and I'm thinking like, is Lord, is this really like, is this really what's going on? Is I'm just dismissing people, you know, in an hour and 15 minutes every Sunday saying, you know, it, it, it just shook me. I, I can't describe it. It was like the Lord showed me the true state that his his people weren't whole and um so that was one example of that wow and Thank so you for sharing that that was powerful oh yeah there were there was a lot of um humbling moments uh so, leading up to the, that so let me ask you this when you talk about encounters with jesus which we're talking about today and even what happened to you which we didn't even get into in real detail it seems like the Holy Spirit really started operating in a different way as you yielded to Jesus. Because, I mean, giving you that impression, leading you that way, the function of the Holy Spirit and the work of Jesus, it's so interrelated and interconnected that it just feels like an acceleration of the moving of the Holy Spirit as you approach the person of Jesus in a greater way. Would that be accurate? Yes, absolutely. And now, and, and now even, you know, at post encounter, I don't know. I don't know how I even survived. I don't know how our team survived without following the prophetic word. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, before the encounter, you know, our meetings were, they were very tactical. They were about strategy and leadership right. and, you know, grids and just you know all that stuff i understand we all have to do that stuff but what had happened was those things had really replaced like yeah we go into staff meeting we'd say a prayer or two but we weren't as we do now we meet together as a council of equals and we collectively hear what the holy spirit is is saying to us uh which has just radically accelerated everything in our church and I'll, I'll get to it in a second because one of the things that came out of that was we we've been preparing our church for 18 months for the day when we could no longer meet in large buildings and um and even for the time if the internet's out and they can't we we can't do online church so for the past 18 months before the lockdown came, 
we had restructured our leadership. We had changed everything. And our filter was what would happen? What would we be teaching in our, we used to call it growth track. We, we call it foundations now. What would we be teaching in our growth track if we knew that in 90 days, no, the, we couldn't meet in a big building and, and our church had no internet? Wow. That, that was the filter. And I, I even repeated that in our church several times as to part of the reason why we're shifting to this new leadership structure so we can thrive when we can meet in big buildings, thrive when we don't, thrive when we have internet, thrive when we, when we don't. And so I'll get into that in a second. Man, I know that Pastor Stovall is about to dig deep into uh, his time and encounter with the Lord. But before we get into that, I want to talk to you quick about Surge Project. Over 20 years ago, Pastor Larry Stocksdale had a goal and a passion in his heart to reach the world and fulfill the Great Commission. He launched a global church planting movement. And in the last 20 years, we have had the privilege of planting over 15,000 churches around the globe and in over 30 countries. We are continuing that very passion and that vision right now through the same movement at The Surge Project. If you want to be a part of what God is doing around the world, if your church desires to be a part of fulfilling the Great Commission and bringing Surge Project on as a global missions partner, we would love to have a conversation with you. All you need to do is contact me, Chad Lang, at Sur chad at surgeproject.com. Com. That's chat at searchproject.com. We would love to have a conversation with you because we believe that nothing happens for the kingdom of God that is not relationally connected. We want everything to be personal and we want to connect and be excited about what God is doing at your church. Give me a call or just send me an email at chat at searchproject.com. But I think in this season, it's so important for us as pastors, like we, we have to get people more dependent on God than they are on our messages, than they are on our services. Um, you know, it's, or we're just, we're, we're vulnerable. We're just like, um, we're not, we, you know, it's anyway, I, I can, you can ask me about that in a, in a moment if you want, but. So what you're saying is the Holy Spirit actually was preparing and leading you in a direction to be ready for this crisis because he's God and he knew it was coming, but we haven't given room for him to speak in the past. We've choked out that sensitivity with, with too much strategy and I love strategy and all that. But you just had a whole new emphasis on hearing from the Holy Spirit, and that's led to practical advantages. <laughs> yes. So, so on the on the night of the and, and here's here's kind of how that came came about. Like like why I know how crucial that is. Um, you know, on the night of the encounter. Like I said, it was Passover, and I had a, a, a messianic 
There's a, a family in our church, uh, Paul Wilburn, his family. Some of you guys might have heard of him. Yeah. And uh, we knew each other, but not really well, because I, I was just, I was never into the Israel deal. I was never into the Jewish roots thing. I mean, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Cajun pagan Gentile. I, I, so I make, make no bones about that. And, uh, and so I just knew you bless Israel. You know, I knew you don't mess with them. <laughs> you know, it's like give money to them. Yeah. Don't mess with them. Uh, I, I wasn't anti, but I just, I was never into any of the Israel. You know, a lot of it looked weird to me. Um, yeah. yeah. All that kind of stuff. So, so anyway, that's why I wasn't really good friends with Paul. That's even though he went to our church and he's, you know, like famous all over the world doing worship. So because it was on Passover, I said, Hey, why don't you, do, why don't you do that Jewish communion deal? Do the, uh, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm horrible, right? So <laughs> I, I want, do, do that, you know, cause it's on Passover and the, the Seder demonstration is really awesome. So he was like, yeah, great. So it was, uh, um, it was that night. And it was a simple service. Honestly, I was tired. I didn't feel spiritual. You know, we, we all know how it feels going into Easter weekend. And, you know, we had a whole bunch of services planned. And I was tired. And so he was doing the communion. And I was just kind of on the stage behind him. And I'd just come up there to help him, you know, minister the communion. And, uh, and so... When I was on the stage, so, so Paul would say the blessing in Hebrew, and then he would say it in, in English, you know, so he's, he's reading, you know, like, this is my body, or, you know, this is the blood, and he'd, he'd say it in Hebrew and say it in English, and so <clears throat> when he said the part that I now know, um, I wasn't even sure what part he was on, but when he said the part about the, the body, the bread, or, or the body, um, when he spoke in Hebrew, all, all of a sudden, it was like his voice went from, went from mono to stereo. It was like, it, it wasn't his voice. It, it, like, it was a whole nother Hebrew voice. And it was, ooh, it was penetrating. It was, it was like oh, wow. living surround sound and it was so powerful. It, it was like it was, I, I look back now, I couldn't tell if he was repeating himself, but I think it was echo. It was just, it was echoing. It was like repeating itself in my mind. And so as that was happening, um, all of a sudden to my left, so Paul's up front, I'm kind of behind him. And then to my left, for the first time ever, guys, and I know, you know, all you guys, y'all seek God, and, and, you know, we've all had great um, encounters with the Holy Spirit, you know. So the Holy Spirit was there, and it was thick. It was the kabod. It was, it was so heavy. But all of a sudden, to my left, I've, it was, I'll say it's, it was the personality of Jesus. It was the the personality of the son, the presence of his personality. It is, it is unmistakable. It is, mm. unde it is like, it, it is, it is overwhelming. It is, 
it, his, his personality as a presence. Uh, and, and so I was, I just knew that's Jesus, but I still didn't think I was gonna, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't think I was gonna see anything. Right. So when I looked to the, my left, that's when Jesus was standing. He was standing there. Jesus was standing on our stage, looking out into our congregation. Mm. And um, so, you know, you don't have a, you, you don't, when you see Jesus, you, you, it's almost like you still, it doesn't register. Like you're, you're like, is that, is that what I'm, am I seeing? It, it just like, is this real? Am I seeing what I'm, what I, I'm seeing Jesus. And then, and then what happened was, that's when I like to say, I, it, it was like, a, um, it seems like maybe, you know, when Peter had his vision of, of God's, of, of the animals and, and God saying, you know, what, what I've called, uh, clean, don't make unclean. Right. It, I, I think maybe it was something like that. It was uh, because I, it was like, I just went, I went into this. I, I knew I was on the floor. I, I didn't feel my body shoot up or anything like that. I knew where I was, but it was like the heavens were opened. It was like the heavenly dimension. It was like, it was like a veil. Thank you, Jesus. And, um, so at first I didn't, the, the, the presence of God, the presence of Jesus and his personality is so overwhelming. I don't know. I did. It was like, it was dark. I, I didn't see. And what I thought was the next thing I, I was convinced I was at the last supper. It felt exactly like I thought, okay, I've time traveled. Now I'm I'm not seeing the stage or, right. or Jesus yet. I'm I'm in a I'm not seeing I'm it's haze or, or whatever. Um but it felt like I was at the Last Supper. So I thought maybe I had time traveled <laughs> or the Spirit of God was taking it taken me to experience the Last Supper. But then when my vision came clear, um, cause I'm, I could feel the disciples. I could feel the mood of the last. So it was, I was at the last Goodness. supper, but Goodness. when I could see, well, it was not a dark dingy room. Like it, this was a whole, no, this was a heavenly glorious, Hebraic gathering. And so, so, so that's when like. Hebraic gathering. Yeah. It, it's just like, what words do we use? That, yeah. It, it, it was like, here's what I like to say. And this gets back to the point that you were making. Like my mind had no schema. Like I had, I had no place to slot this. Yeah. And so, but, but what, you know, we all have with the Lord, what was happening in here, right, was, it was like, so I, it's, it's like, I'm, 
this is all brand new. There's no place to even process it. But in my spirit, it's like I'm home. Like it, it's like it's brand new, but this is this is where I belong. And I, I would say that that began a, a series of what I would call these tensions of the terror, the terror, the, the terror of the Lord, where you're yeah. just, you feel like you're going to be consumed. You feel um, it, you're going to dis disintegrate, but at the same time, you, you couldn't, you feel totally loved, totally accepted, totally known. It's like his, he's sustaining you. It's, <laughs> It's these tensions. You feel like you're going to die, but you've never felt more alive. You, wow. <laughs> you've, never, you, you've never felt more loved and accepted, but you're, you're, it's, a, it's the holy fear. And, you know, then we could talk about a lot of things from that point, but I would say the most, a couple of the most overwhelming things that in that gathering, in that gathering, I've always known Jesus is, you know, my God, my King, my Savior. I'm, I'm just the servant, and that is all very true. Yeah. But the way Jesus treats you, the way he treats you is he treats you like an equal, which is, it's mind-blowing. He, that's how he treats you even though you're not we're not equals he treats you like an equal mm. and in that gathering you know I, some of y'all have big brothers I, i've never had a I, I don't have a brother but he felt like a a big brother like god big brother <laughs> <laughs> and uh and there's just a ton i could talk about from there and oh. Let me ask you this, this little question, and then I'm going to move on to letting the guys ask questions because I want them to have an opportunity to, to tap in. There's such an anointing on you, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling it here in waves, just the, the presence of God. In your, I'm, I'm a devotional junkie. That's my thing. It's like, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to seek God. Uh, in my health journey, there's been times where I couldn't do anything but lay in the bed and pray. And that's, so that's what I did. I couldn't preach. I couldn't lead. I couldn't, all I could do was pray. How has this changed that component of your life? What, I know you could probably talk for hours, but just give us one thing. It's like, what, what's shifted because of that? Gosh, just everything. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was, the encounter was so disruptive in the best kind of way but i would say the the one of the biggest things is obviously the 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 love and the hunger for the word and for prayer so you know if you guys if 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 you guys knew me before um my encounter with the lord and then you came you know you you go on our our um Facebook, I mean, I, I didn't even really have a Facebook until the lockdown, but if you would go on our website and everything, so, you know, I'm, um, my, my whole ministry, you know, I call it the, the whole story now, you know, God's word is, is one whole story that leads us to Jesus, and so every single day, um, I'm, I'm 
I'm in the word, I'm studying the word, I'm, I'm developing content. Um, it's like this, before my encounter with Jesus, I would have to work to get a message. Like now, I'm, I'm, I could do 40 to an hour messages every single day. So they're, they're, limit, they're limiting me now to like 20 yeah. minutes and then I'm developing these other outlets but it's, it's much more, I call it scripture engagement. It's, yeah. it's digging into the, the scriptures, but especially in the, in the Hebraic mindset. So if, if any of you guys follow Bible Project, that, that would be very much the way that, that I teach scripture now. You know, we have a lot of scholars on our team now, and... And so that's that's what I that's what I love to do because the encounter. One thing about that, you know, I'll say this: if if I could have drawn up a thousand ways that I wanted the Lord to visit me, I would have. I couldn't have drawn that way up. Right. Um, and what I've what I've learned since then is, you know, with unfortunately with people, it's like. We all say that we want revival, we want God to show up, but really what we mean a lot of times is we want God to show up in the way that we want him to show up. Right. Or, or I, could say, I could say it this way, we care more about how revival comes than revival actually coming. Mm. Because, and just like when Jesus came the first time, the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Essenes, they all had part of who Jesus was, but when Jesus's ways didn't line up with their system, right? And they they would have had to humble themselves and say, you know what, we were seeing some things wrong. That that's where that's where it gets da dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for us to, you know, just stay humble and and the Lord, you know. There, there's authority, but in the kingdom, there's not hierarchy. Right. And in, in this next season that we're in, the Lord is going to, you, you open the, our gathering with Hebrews 12. This, everything that I'm talking about, you can read in Hebrews 12. Where I was yeah. is in Hebrews 12. Yeah. Um, Heavenly Zion and the shakings at the, at the end of the chapter, they're very, very significant. And you know, I know we're going to come out of, of uh, this thing that we're in, but this is just the first of many. And he's going to shake out everything that's not uh, yes. kingdom. So it's just better to, for all of us, just to humble yeah. <laughs> ourselves yeah. in whatever way we need to repent and get right, you know. Pastor Stovall, that is so powerful. And what I want to do is I want to pivot because I know many of you have questions that you've asked. And so we're going to, we're going to get into that. So we have a little bit of time to, uh, to dig into that. Chad is here with me. He's going to start uh, firing some questions at pastor Stovall. Chad, what's our, what's our first question? Well, Hey, pastor Stovall. Thank you so much for sharing all of that, man. It's incredible. Uh, I'm in the building where Joel is and I feel that same wave of the Holy Spirit coming through. Um, we've got some great questions coming in. The first one that we're going to ask, um, 
I just want to make sure Pastor Stovall wasn't frozen there. As a lead pastor, um, I feel as if I've been just going through the motions. Man, where do I begin? It's just been so long. Um, yeah, you know, I uh, speak guys, into that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, man, I, I feel you. I, I just, you know, um, you know, before this encounter with the Lord, uh, let, let me say it this way. You know, I love, you know, we, um, I, I, I love the church in America. I, I love the way that I was, um, our, our church before my encounter, I was, I was doing what I knew to do. What I, what, but the, the system, not all of it, but the system that we're attached to as pastors, it sets us up for brokenness. It sets us up for burnout. Um, I, I had some severe burnouts in my life, my wife as well. Um, that's why we're big champions of, of mental health. And uh, um, it's, so it's like the system that we're attached to has a lot of things I would say that, that I thought was kingdom, that I thought was, you know, it's in our culture, so we do it this way. But I think that a lot of it is actually worldly culture. I think that it's, it's the corporate worldly culture. And when those things get into our expectations, our, our picture of success is we, we need a, a new picture of success. I, I'm just talking what happened to me. We need a, wow. a new picture of success that's based on wholeness yeah. and not numbers and, and, and having to have a great message and trying to get followers and comparison and, and all of those things that are unfortunately very, very valued in our culture that I, I do not believe they are kingdom. I believe that they're worldly and they're hurting pastors. Wow. Man, that's incredible. Um, and I was the worst. I, I just want to take worst. a moment and, and I hope that every lead pastor that, that's listening and I know everyone on this call right now is a lead pastor. Man, hear what he just said. That that how we're doing and the way that we're functioning, man, it's, we, we can't continue to run the rat race um, in, in that. It, Pastor Stovall, it's just incredible. It's, Pastor Joel and I talk about some of this stuff quite often, and, and I'm so glad that you verbalized that in, in such an articulate way. Um, another question that, that was brought in is you talked about um, things that you were doing for like 18 months in preparation to prior to COVID and all of that. And, and for, for the day that you couldn't meet in large services or, um, or, you know, online went down or all that kind of stuff. What were some of those things that you were doing in preparation prior to all this? You know, really it's, it, it, it just came right out of the encounter. And so to, to kind of sum up the, the very disruptive shift in our church, you know, you guys, you know, I was, I, I thought we were going to lose about half the church. And, uh, but thank God we, we didn't. I think the fact that I had been pastoring for over 20 years and just had a lot of trust and integrity um, in our, um, with our, with our congregation. But what happened was it was a, 
from the encounter, there was a repentance um, to, to where I felt like the way I describe it is I, I, I gave Jesus his church back. And, uh, and so that was like, it was like this radical return to Jesus as our first love, to honoring the name of the Lord, a, a return to family, and a return to Sabbath rest. And so we started kind of, here's what we found. It was, how much time wow, did wow, I have? Wow. Here's, guys, this was crazy, man. So what we found is the simpler we got, the more fruitful things were. So for example, right? Um, so it, this is just a whole nother conversation, but these, these overlaps, I became the, what happened on Passover. Okay. So that, that Passover is happening in heaven. So if you would have asked me that, I could have shown you the scriptures in the Bible that, you know, yes, you know, Isaiah and these different things that look like, you know, there's some of these uh, sacred days or, or feasts that go on for all eternity. Um, so, so this whole Sabbath thing, when I understood what it was, so it's the table. So remember, my, my encounter was about the table of the Lord, right? So it's the, it's the meal where you bring family and friends and you do communion and you pray for one another. And so we started doing that. And when we started doing that, I'm, I'm saying this was a classic example. We started doing that. It just caught fire in our church. We didn't do it like, you know, Jewish people do. I mean, I, I call it Gentile Sabbath, but we, yeah. we, you know, we, it was the principle of a family meal set apart to God on, on his appointed, his sacred day. Yeah. Honoring him as Lord of the Sabbath or Sabbath rest. So here's what started happening. We had families, like we, we had one couple, they'd been in marriage counseling for three years. One, one Sabbath family dinner healed. Wow. Wow. So we started, we started digging into it. And what we realized was he's going to men's meetings. She's going to women's meetings. The kids are going to youth. They're not ever looking at one another with tools, the body and blood of Jesus and prayers. And so the Lord started showing up and just doing all these miracles in the home at the table. And so we started saying, well, you know, our inner healing ministry, wow, well, why don't we just send people to one of the houses that are doing the Sabbath meal? Like we, we started seeing, we had all these extra ministries that just the, that Sabbath meal was like way better and more effective and way simpler to, on, on me and our pastors and our counselors. And so that that's what started the whole um just just believing in the priesthood of the believer that if we equip people they can hear from god and they can um they can take responsibility for their spiritual growth and we're here to equip them to do that like it says in ephesians 4 that's a crazy idea that the Bible works, that if we do the Bible, it works. It is. It's just, it's just hidden in plain sight. So like, our, you know, we had all this big elaborate membership foundations 
we just started talking about family. We started talking about the purpose of covenant is family, and the Lord wants a family. And and at the end, you know, they 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 commit to the priesthood of the believer. And so I, the old growth track we used to do, I think we had forty percent of people that would. You know, six months later, they'd be serving for in the church. It's like 92%, like 92% of people that come through that class, six months later, they're, they're doing communion in their homes. And if they do communion in their homes, I know they're praying for their wives. I know that the kids are praying for one another. I know that they're speaking words of affirmation. I know that they're engaging scripture regularly. And so... That catalyst has been, so it's like a lot less work. It's just like the word and prayer and <laughs> loving people. So, Pastor Stovall, I want to thank you so much. I, I feel like today has been an impartation. Uh, I recently, I was talking with some friends. Amy and I have some friends that go to Bethany and Baton Rouge, and you were there and shared similar to this. And... Uh, they were blessed, but when they left, they felt different as to how they described it. And they said when they woke up the next day, it was even stronger. Wow. When they left or when they got up the next day? Oh, they, my wife is here with me. It's one of her close friends. When they left the building, they looked and they had gold dust in their hands. And the next morning, they also had gold dust in their hands. It just rocked them and nothing really what? happened. Yeah, nothing really even happened. It wasn't like they had a big radical encounter. They just, yeah, they, they didn't believe in gold dust. It just kind of, kind of funny, but it happened. And uh, so I know that if we will just receive this word and something is happening, it's an impartation, I'm going to ask you to pray over us. And whenever we get done with that, I'm going to turn it back over to Chad to finish this up. But Pastor Stovall, would you just pray a blessing and pray that, that God would just, you know, continue to stir up hunger in us and visit us and give us that passion for prayer and the word and to see the person of Jesus and yeah. just release something on us because there's something on you. And I know I'm hungry for it. And I believe every person on this call, every man, every woman that's joining us, they're hungry for it too. Amen. Amen. And, you know, Joe, anytime, you know, I, I, I do, I love, um, you know, I love, I love sharing and, and, you know, all of us together, it's like, uh, there's so much power and agreement. Yes. And, and if we can, if we can kind of get really get to this place where we, we see and treat one another as equals, I understand authority, I understand honor, all of those things, but um, that's a big thing that came out of the encounter, the the quality thing, how the Lord sees us. And so if we can truly see one another as equals and then direct our energy towards whole, wholeness, you know, us being whole yeah. and our families, then everything can flow out of that. And it's so hard, guys. It's yeah. so hard if you go this thing. I'm convinced when Jesus said, you know, you'll handle deadly serpents and they won't yeah. harm you. I think this, that bite on the, I think this is the sort we all have to handle, handle it, but it can bite us. And, uh, 
when we go on social media, I, I'm sorry, it, it just, I understand what we're dealing with because the, the pressure to be visible, the yeah. pressure to be seen and celebrated, uh, it's really hard and it, it's going to take a group of us coming together and saying, no, that's not what wholeness and success in ministry is all about, you know. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my brothers. Lord, we come as a council of equals before you today. And King Jesus, I would just ask, Lord, that you would just impart, impart a measure of grace, Lord, to each one of us, Lord, where we could, uh, we could humble ourselves, Lord, we could consider our ways, Lord, that you would, would, would fill us, Lord, and Lord, that we would, we would just get a glimpse of how much you love us, Lord, how much, how you treat us, Lord, how you, uh, Lord, we, we, we are already successful in your sight, Lord, and you've called us to partner with you to bring all your kids back to the table. I just thank you for Joel and all of my brothers, Lord, and we want to hear well done, good and faithful servant that yes. day in your kingdom. So, Lord, we come in agreement. We just ask you, Lord, in this next, this new era, God, that you would bring the bride, bring your bride out of your church, Lord, that your people would arise, Lord Jesus, and we would see you get all the glory. Yes. And, uh, Lord, we just thank you for the privilege of stewarding, stewarding your presence and your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Thank you so much, Pastor Stovall. Um, I, I don't know if you have the, uh, the ability to do this or not, but if, if you have a, a couple of extra minutes that you can give us. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Could you give us like a couple of extra minutes after I end this call? Sure. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. Awesome. Well, just give me a couple of, a couple of minutes and uh, we'll just, if, if guys want to head off, they need to head off, that's fine. But if guys want to stay on, we had a couple more questions. I think maybe another five minutes would be great if we could do it. Um, but guys, for those of you that are lead pastors, maybe you're new and to these roundtable calls, you're not really sure uh, kind of what uh, it's all about. Um, so at Surge Project, uh, which is a global church planning or organization, really we're, we're a movement and over the last 20 years. Um, under the direction of Pastor Larry Stockstill, we've had the privilege of, of uh, launching over 15,000 churches around the globe and starting those churches. And in the new year, uh, in 2020, Pastor Joel took over as the executive director. And so we're hosting uh, each one of these calls. Um, and uh, we just want to support you, to love on you. Um, and uh, man, we, we want to be able to connect you with great content that helps support you as a lead pastor. And so uh, if you're not yet connected uh, to our uh, Facebook group, I want to make sure that you guys are able to do that. And uh, in the chat, you're going to see my email. Um, it's chat at surgeproject.com. Um, and every two weeks, we do calls just like this to provide content for you. And uh, we want to support you regardless of where you are around the country. Um, and uh, man, it's, it's just good. And Pastor Stovall was just one of, uh, man, today was just absolutely incredible. I want to say thank you so very much. And, and in two weeks, Pastor Joel and I are going to be doing another call uh, on we, what we believe is the, the key principle on helping you as a lead pastor uh, develop as a leader, as a pastor, as a husband, as a father, 
Um, and it's the one thing that, uh, man, is absent so often. And so we're going to be talking about that in two weeks. You'll see it uh, on the Facebook chat. Also, um, man, I, I, we want to partner with you. Um, if you're, regardless of the church, regardless of where you are around the country, guys, we want to support you. We want to help you in any way that we can. If you're interested in getting to know more about how to partner with Surge and planting churches around the globe, email me. Uh, guys, I want to connect with you. I want to talk to you about that, but we also want to make sure that we get the privilege of connecting and supporting you. Maybe there's some areas of the church we can help provide insight into. We want to do just that. Um, but uh, guys, we, we do. We value you. My phone number is in the chat as well. Um, I want to make sure you guys have that. My, my email's in there. Pastor Joel, thank you so much, man. Uh, Pastor Stovall, man, just incredible. Uh, if you need to bounce off the call, we know we're a few minutes late. We want to honor your time. Um, man, we want to do that. You feel free to go ahead and do that. Um, and we are going to uh, post a link to this video in the Facebook group. And so we'll have that available and the content that is to come. So if you need to bounce off, that's great. But Pastor Stovall, if you got another five minutes, that'd be great. Guys, thank you so very much for being who you are and leading the way that you do. Um, so as we transition, Pastor Stovall, there, there's been some questions that have come in. And one question uh, that I, I'm really interested in, in hearing your answer to and your thought into, because I'm sure you put some thought into it, is where do you see the American church moving following COVID? Um, not just because of COVID, but, but based on your experiences, what you're feeling in the spirit, what you're sensing God do, man, where do you see us moving as a church? So, you know, the way, uh, the, at least the way that the Lord is, is leading us, we would, I would say that this is the first of many shakings. And in every shaking, there's there's a lesson. There's something that, you know, the Lord's the Lord's wanting us to see. I think, you know, one thing that we saw in this shaking, you know, we saw what's essential and what's not essential. We saw that just how vulnerable, how in a day everything can just drastically uh, change. You know, I mean, basically, like you know, we. <laughs> Like our constitution means nothing in 24 hours because of because of a virus, and so um, I think the churches and the the pastors that don't adapt uh, with each shaking um, that that's not that that's not going to be good, <laughs> and um, wow. eventually. Everything that's not kingdom, you know, every man-made doctrine, every type, uh, all the the religious hierarchy that is, you know, all the things that just aren't kingdom, um, they'll all be shaken out. And so the Lord, He's He's judging the system. He's not judging people. That's very important for us to understand the, the way the way that I see it. He judges the system. And as he's shaking that system, he's if we're if we're tuning into him, he's gonna show us maybe the part of that system that we're too connected to that we need to 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 come out of in uh, in steps. And so, um, you know, it's it's just really important. Like, you know, I, I love the uh, 
Second Chronicles seven fourteen. That's a very powerful uh, scripture. But if you look at that in context, and I know that a lot of us are praying that scripture. You look at that in context. The main thing is is the prayer, the seeking God, the repentance is to turn from our wicked ways. And so a lot of times we look at that and we say, oh, what, what are my wicked ways? I'm too angry or I'm too proud or, or uh, I'm too lustful, whatever the, the individualistic personal sin is. And yes, of course, it, in, it, it includes that. But that, that's in the corporate context. If you look at that in the Hebrew, that, that, has, that has to do, in fact, it was actually during Tabernacles, I believe, when God spoke that uh, in that passage. It's, it's the corporate way in which we approach God in worship. So the correct or the, con the contextual way to pray that prayer is, Lord, what ways is my church? What ways are the church? There's, there's corruption. There's, there's mixture. What ways do we need to corporately change in how we approach it? And so there's a whole lot of prayer about, you know, repenting for being lazy or whatever. But the context of that, and I could tell you, you know, I was just on the phone with the underground. Uh, I, I was on with her yesterday. I was on about three weeks ago, uh, one of the leaders of the underground church in Wuhan. She leads about three, three or 400,000 people in her church. And, uh, Anyway, that's another story, but that's exactly what they, they all got together, the leaders, and it was what, what corporate way or have we allowed mixture in how we approach you. This was the underground Chinese church that's persecuted. <laughs> and the Lord revealed things to them that they were just kind of terrifying, but they were too individualistic that they had pride and so they they corporately repented and changed some of the corporate ways that they were functioning and uh and then they did communion every night for like 21 days straight and like god healed like every single person in her church and she said it was bad it, it was like well y'all seen the news um so anyway, I know I'm rambling, but you're not rambling, man. You're the, the you're helping. The fear, the, the fear would be this would be the I would I would give caution to this. In, if if we approach this like this is a problem and it needs to get out of the way so I can go back to doing church as normal, I would say that's a very dangerous place to be uh, as a as a as a leader. Yeah. Pastor Stovall, I, I think we could probably unpack what, what normal looks like. Um, and, and hopefully we don't go back to that, you know? Um, and yeah. uh, no, I know there's some guys probably itching for me to ask a bunch of follow-ups, but I want to try to honor your time here. And I want to just at least ask one more question. And is Pastor David still on the phone or on the call? Pastor David Perez, you still on the call? If you are, uh, go ahead and unmute yourself, man. You asked I'm a here. question. Yeah, I can. You asked a question uh, a, a little a little ways back about the classes. Could, do you want to elaborate, Pastor Silva, and ask that? Yeah. So um, I I 
I'd be super interested if we could get a copy of uh, the classes that you guys are doing and seeing that engagement that you're getting, how it's changing the culture within your, your church as far as uh, the encounters that people are now having at home. I'd love to be able to see it and, uh, and glean off of that for our congregation as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can get, I can send that to, to you guys, Chad or Joel, and you can get it to everybody you want. You guys are going to look at this and you're going to be like, it can't be this simple. <laughs> there's, I'm, I, there, there's no innovation. There's no, it's, it's just really simple, but it's the, it's the body. In the West, we're very much, we think of, you know, the Lord, we're, we're reconciled to the Lord. We, we're very much this way, but one of the things that happened in my encounter that I took away, it's, yes, it's this way, but it's also this way. We're also reconciled to one another. So it's thinking as a people, as a family, um, it's us, it's our father, it's us, it's we. And so that dynamic what creates what Dr. Cloud even uh, talks about a lot, you know, how the body heals itself. And so getting out of the individualistic um, gospel mindset and into the kingdom family or a people mindset, uh, I guess that would be the, the thing behind the simplicity. Oh, that, that's good. Yeah. Well, if you have a list, send that over to me. Um, you know, whenever you can, if you have that, you need to get whatever uh, you can send it over to me. We'll make sure that we make it available to all the guys that were on call today. And um, man, I, I think uh, I just want to say thank you for your time, man. Pastor Stovall, thank you for uh, what you're doing and investing in leaders. Thank you for uh, investing in our time today. Um, I'm grateful for you. And I'm grateful that I just got to be I know this is not the right example, but a fly on the wall today to listen to this call and, and be a part of what the Holy Spirit did. Joel, go ahead. Man, you got you guys, y'all are y'all are just awesome. I'm, you know, we're. I'm just glad to know know many of y'all, and and uh, you know, we're all in this together. We're just, it's it's my honor. I, I just, you know, I I really feel the Lord's. I feel His love for you guys, and I I don't know what exactly I'm feeling, but I just, I'm, I'm sensing that there's a, just a couple of guys hurt, uh, hurting. And I just want to, um, you know, Joe, y'all could probably follow, follow up with that, but yeah. I just feel like these groups are so good. If y'all can really be honest, you know, if, opening up and, and it's, it's this interdependence thing. Like, so for me, what, what the Lord showed me was it's, it's being the least visible, it's, which doesn't mean I go hide it. It means I'm, we're, all interdependent, we're all interdependent on one another, mm. and, you know? And I think that this, these groups are just awesome for that. If you can create these habitats for wholeness, where y'all can get uh, interdependent and realize that there's so many things that we're not designed to self-correct, you know, um, we're, we're, and we, we've got to have one another. And I know that that's, that's difficult in this day and age, but I just appreciate Joel and Chad, what y'all are, 
y'all are doing and just some awesome guys in this group. And I'm, I'm glad to be a fellow Gentile yeah. Cajun with all of you. <laughs> you know, uh, Pastor Stovall, it is our heart to give a place and opportunity for people to find that wholeness. Yeah. Peter Cesaro's book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, yeah, very good. really impacted my wife and I in a powerful way. And I know that the, the wholeness of the believer and the priesthood is the path forward for us, particularly in the Western church. My spirit just amen yeah, with that. Uh, for some of you guys who are wanting to know more about that, we've got uh, Lance Witt, who is a guy who deals with that emotional health spiritual health, those type of dimensions for leaders. We're bringing him on uh, coming up very soon. We're, we're targeting the end of June to have him with us just to talk about wholeness and health as a leader. And he's impacted many of our lives because that's such a need. And if you're going through a tough time and you're struggling and you don't have anybody in your corner, Chad and I are here. Reach out to us. Uh, we would love to talk with you. We know people. We can connect you with people. We would love to be a listening ear. That's part of our mission and heart and passion. And what God has called us to do at the Surge Project is not just planting churches around the world, but partnering with pastors and pouring into them. God's given me a heart for the apostolic and ministry to pastors. So this is just a, a natural expression of that. And I think you're, you're feeling that anointing today as Stovall is ministering, it's an apostolic mantle to minister and speak healing in the shepherds. And we could all feel that today. And I just, I just want to honor that in you, uh, Pastor Stovall, and thank you for this investment of your time and for freely just giving of yourself to us. And we just pray God's richest blessing back on you, your family, your ministry for this, this impartation. And, uh, Let's just let's all just pray for Pastor Stovall today before we leave. Just stretch your hands out, pray for him. I know we can't hear you, but Lord, we just we just stretch our hands out towards this man of God. We thank you for the divine experience, encounter that he had with you, Passover 2018. And Lord, today we have been stirred in our hearts. We have been ignited in our hearts. We've been challenged. We've been set ablaze in our heart for you in a fresh and a new way. Lord, you've used him like a match to strike a fire in us of desire for you. And Lord, I thank you today for the first love, the first love that always is so unique to who you are. And it, it just so it captures how we are to approach you today. Lord, bring us back to the first love. Heal us in our hearts of hurts and wounds and disappointments and frustrations and and all the things that attach themselves to us like barnacles on a ship that will sink that ship if it's not cleaned. And Lord, we just ask you to give us a clean heart today with pure and right desires, with pure hands. Lord, we just ask you that we would seek you with all of our heart, that nothing would be left out of our pursuit of you, and that out of that would come new and fresh focus on covenant with family and each other. And Lord, we just speak a blessing today over Pastor Stovall. Bless him. Bless celebration. Bless the family of churches. Bless the pastors under his leadership. Bless everyone who's in relationship with him by this anointing and impartation that you've entrusted to him. 
and let more and more pastors have faith that they can see you, Lord. They can hear you. They can experience you every day in your word and in their time in prayer. We thank you for that today. We just dedicate all of this to you. It's for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, Joe, thank you all so much. And we, we do, um, at the end of this month, I'm doing a, a thing with Dr. Cloud. Okay. It's, uh, it's called Churches That Heal. It's, it's just a free, uh, I guess, webinar for pastors and, and leaders on a Thursday afternoon. And, and some of those resources, the wholeness resources will be in there. So okay. I'll send you the info. And, yeah. you know, I'd love for you guys to, to, uh, to tune in. And we in fact, Joel, put if that you, on our group and have everybody uh, get access to it so we can be a part of that. And if, if you could get um, uh, like questions, so it's, it's a lot of uh, asking Dr. Cloud questions and, and different things like that. So if there's a couple of just like really, uh, it's all about the stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but any more questions, if you send them to me, you know, I'll try to get them in the, in the broadcast, you know, for him to answer. So guys, if you have questions, uh, the best thing to do would be to email them to chad at surgeproject.com if you have a question, and then we'll we'll kind of put those together and curate them and send them on to Pastor Stovall for that call with Dr. Cloud at the end of the month. And that link for that webinar we'll post in the Facebook group. I encourage you all to be a part of that. Dr. Cloud is just an amazing, amazing leader. I've been with him multiple times. It's life-changing every time I've encountered him in his book. So... Thank you, thank you, thank you, Pastor Stovall, for being here today. We love you. We appreciate all that you do. Well, what an incredible word from Pastor Stovall Weems. Man, what, we're just honored to be able to be friends with him and his church. If you want to get more information about Stovall, he is an author of a lot of really incredible books, uh, Returning to Your First Love, Jesus, uh, man, and so many others. Uh, one that really impacted uh, my life was fasting and spiritual freedom. So I want to encourage you, head to celebration.org. That's celebration.org. You can find out more about Pastor Stovall, what God is doing at Celebration Church. And uh, if you are interested in connecting more with Surge Project, man, if there is, just like Pastor Joel said in this call, man, if you need someone to come around you, if you need to have a conversation, if you need support, man, we want to encourage you to contact us. All you got to do is email me, at chad at surgeproject.com. That's chad at surgeproject.com. We are all about planning churches around the globe, but we are also all about supporting and connecting with lead pastors right here in the U.S. Um, because we believe in you. We, we are just a champion. Everything that God is doing in churches around this country and around the world. We believe in the Great Commission and we believe in you. Have an incredible day. Enjoy what God is doing in your life. And remember to celebrate who he is in Surge Forward in Christ.